When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally a sad boy when that song doesn't finish out because when I, <laughs> that, the bass line is fire once we get to that part. Uh, this guy over here doesn't care much about my music choices, but he does care about baseball a whole lot. He's the vice mayor and the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. care a lot about fantasy baseball. I know you well, do. I, I, I know you care about fantasy baseball quite a bit, and we are very excited to be joined by an authority on fantasy baseball today. But, of course, we want to let you guys know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sports. Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, yeah, and like I said, we are very excited. We know baseball is uh, baseball is is booming right now. It's it, things are good right now. There's a lot of talk about all the the changes with the rules as well as the World Baseball Classic, and we haven't even gotten to opening day yet. So it's a fun time, and we are joined by the senior editor for RotoWire and the host of RotoWire Fantasy Sports Today on Sirius XM, uh, the one and only Jeff Erickson. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Derek, Jesse, awesome to talk to you guys. Excited to talk some Diamondbacks, one of the fun teams out there. Yeah, I, th- that's what we think, and we're uh, we're we're always wondering what other people's thoughts on the Diamondbacks are. If if those, you know, if if what we are hearing and what we how we kind of feel is resonating with the rest of the baseball world. But uh, yeah, I wanted to start things off with your thoughts on this team and and how exciting they're going to be in twenty twenty three. Well, finally, we have a positive narrative. We've got all these right. prospects that are up. Uh, we, <laughs> we've we've right. got Corbin Carroll, who is like the helium guy in fantasy drafts right now. Uh, you've got three outfielders in, in Carroll, Thomas, and, uh, and and Jake McCarthy that can just go down and kid it. I mean, they can yeah. catch everything. You look at the sprint speeds on these three guys. You go to Baseball Savant. It's always a fun place to tool around a little yes. bit there. You <laughs> just oh, see. Yeah. Love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at Carroll. Oh, look yeah. at you know, there, Thomas is right there. It's right. amazing. Carroll flies, and yet Thomas is the center fielder. Um, yeah. And it's just because yeah. they cover so much ground. They've got all these prospects on the way, too. We're looking at Jordan Lawler eventually. These three pitching prospects that it might make the team this year may have to wait a little bit. But there's, there's a turning right now here, and it, it's a good tur- turning narrative. Compare that with the Giants, who are, I think, a little bit getting older and not so exciting. They might pass them this year. Uh, I guess Jesse is really uh, against me doing this because he says there's better <laughs> players out there, but I, I want to take Corbin Carroll in the first round. Am I crazy for wanting <laughs> to take Corbin Carroll in the first round? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> All right. Uh, average draft position right now is about 58. Uh, this okay. is, I, I use the data from the NFBC. It's the National Fantasy Baseball Championship. It's a series of committed drafters, different types of formats of drafts, but they have this thing called the main event, uh, you know, $200,000 grand prize for the overall winner, along with you can win your individual leagues. Uh, high stakes players, they really get into it, which means the data they, that you get from it, the, the average draft position means a lot. Um, so he, he's rising though. He used to be in the seventies and eighties. Now he's going in the fifties that speed and just the tease of power, I think is really, uh, something that is something we're all intrigued in. Uh, he and Jordan Walker, the Cardinals are the two guys that are rising the most right now. Jeff, I'm, I'm curious is, can you just kind of help us put into perspective how crazy it is being drafted that high? I mean, Corbin Carroll has 
played all of about a month in the big leagues. I imagine that's something you don't necessarily see very often for a guy who's not really seen that much big league time yet. No, but I, I think the savvy drafters are getting more aggressive with the very top prospects. I mean, we've yeah. known all along. You see him coming up in the minor leagues. There's so many good prospectors out there, including our very own James Anderson, who does a great job with ranking the prospects. Uh, we've seen him. He's always high on the prospect list. He's high on dynasty rankings right now. If you play yeah. in a league that's in a dynasty league, you can you know you know he's coming. It's like yeah. Julio Rodriguez last year when they when when word got out that Julio had made the roster. Oh. It was just Helium City there. Uh, same with like Tatis when he made the team out of spring training. And sometimes we don't draft him early enough. Tatis was going around pick 100 in his rookie year. You'll never get that sort of bargain again. Now, I think we, there's a yeah. fear of missing out when you get an exciting player like that. How do you temper expectations when you're predicting these young guys? I mean, like you said, a lot of the the analysts, especially like with what we've seen with Corbin Carroll, a lot of the analysts, for the most part, seem to agree that he's around the number one or number two prospect in baseball right now. Uh, right. But from a fantasy perspective, how do you kind of factor that in considering that with baseball, so many young players don't kind of pan out to, to be what we think they're going to be? This is a Jared Kelnick comment here. Definitely. Uh, yeah. if you want to compare guys there. Um, and the thing is, you got to look at like a couple of things like plate discipline, you know, strike swinging strike rate is a, something that you want to pay attention to. Does he chase? Uh, Carol held his own uh, upon his call. It was nice that we got to see it, get him a little bit of taste last year. So he's not kind of a fish out of water to sure. start the year. Yeah. This year. Yeah, yeah. You saw Witt and uh, Julio Rodriguez struggle a lot last year. Uh, especially, I mean, in the first month of the season, in the case of Julio Rodriguez, he was getting squeezed big time by home plate umpires, but, yeah. uh, there, there's an adjustment period for sure. Um, and that's something you got to watch for. And I think if there's a demarcation point where you run out of those guys that we know are five get category producers, uh, and th those are the tried and true guys. Okay. We're done with those. Let's take some upside here. Especially if I don't have any speed, if I get Freddie Freeman earlier, if I get, uh, although Freeman's not necessarily the best example because he stole 12 bases last year, but um, <laughs> a power hitter that doesn't run early on, yeah, you want to pair him with the, that speed option. Or you go with a, yeah. a, a couple starting pitchers earlier. You need, a, you need to get your steals because you don't want to get stuck trying to find steals late with guys that only run. You want get, to get the hitters that can run and do something else, and that's why Carroll's so attractive. He almost, you almost sound like a manager when I hear you talk because, and the reason why I say that is because of the things you guys pay attention to that, that isn't the box score. That isn't the stats. We've talked about how some stats are fluky or why they're not the best stats to rely on. But the stuff that you talk about really is the same things that like Tori Lavello mentions when he's talking about what he's looking for from these young guys in spring training. He, he's not necessarily looking for the batting average to be great, but it's, it's the contact, it's the power. There's other things that like right. maybe fans and other people don't necessarily pick up on when it comes to uh, success, success they're having uh, at the plate or in the field. Well, then, you know, we have more information at our fingertips than we've ever had before. You know, yeah, so you, you look at what MLB, uh, you go to the film room on MLB.com. You, do, you can search it. for any highlight there, like the Carroll triple that we saw earlier this year. We had ground so level. Yeah. I was like, pump that into my veins, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, you know, and then like baseball savant, all the telling stats. It's not, it's not just, oh, he hits the ball real hard. No, we know what the exact exit velocity is. We know the pull percentage. We know everything now. It, you know, it's just a matter of synthesizing all that data and making it something useful. That's still a skill, but we have so much more at our fingertips. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it sounds like, I mean, this year in particular, Jeff, is going to be, uh, there's, there's a lot of unknown, I guess, more so than other years with all of the rule changes and uh, the shift restrictions. I don't know if anyone has a great feel of how that's going to maybe batting averages tick up a little bit for, for left-handed hitters. It's a little bit hard to say for sure. 
how difficult is that coming into this season, kind of predicting what some of those factors will look like? Oh, it's really tough, uh, without a doubt. I mean, at least we saw it at the minor league level. We saw AAA play under these rules last year. So we could see, for instance, uh, in 2021, Triple A teams average 0.7 stolen bases per game in 2022 is all the way up to 0.93. Now, is that going to translate directly in the majors? Probably not because pitchers are better at holding runners on at the major league level. Sure. Catchers have quicker pop times and they'll pay attention to that and they'll find ways to beat that a little bit more. It's always the law of unintended consequences. Uh, we always find that these teams adapt somehow, but we will see more stolen bases. We'll probably see better averages, especially from lefties, as you pointed out, Jesse. Um, you know, you know, guys like Corey Seager are really going to benefit from that because they got he got shifted a lot. Yeah, He's going to do yeah. a lot better off of that. Uh, stolen bases, you brought that up as far as a factor, and I know we went through this meeting with Major League Baseball to kind of go over the rules, uh, the changes, everything that they were doing, and the one thing that they kind of presented uh, was that the rest of the stats weren't really impacted as much as as we might think that they would be impacted by the new rules especially the the shift being banned and you know of course the disengagements by pitchers so i, I mean do you think that we're going to see a big uptick in stolen bases or do you think it's just going to kind of be something that levels out and and like uh, a little bit closer to what we've seen in the past perhaps I think it'll be an uptick, but not as much as people think. I think it'll probably be like 10%, you know, uh, instead of yeah. 20, right. like it was in the minors, uh, beca because of the reasons we cited, you know, and all that. And it's just major league teams are still very wary of giving away an out on the base pass. All you have to do is watch the WBC last night and see uh, yeah. Korea lose to Australia on the final play of the game on an attempted stolen base. And <laughs> we like to call those two plans, you know, uh, running, you know, you know, Ryan Ther uh, Therio is the guy that was the inspiration. It's just outs on the base pass. You want to avoid that. Um, and so unless a team run and unless a player runs at like 75% success rate, they're not going to let them run that much. Uh, so, but now they're trying to maybe encourage it because they need more action in the game. We need it. It's, yeah. you can see it's become a little stagnant. There's, and that's why we have the pitch clock too. I understand it. I kind of you know, fought against the uh, dying light about the pitch clock, but I lost that battle. So, so be it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do think though that it, there's, there's a couple situations where this is really going to matter a little bit more often. Um, I, I do think that you're going to see a little bit more uh, uh, where you, the batting averages are going to go up. We needed a bat, uh, improvement in batting average. League-wide yeah. batting average last year was 243. It was yeah. the lowest since 1968 when they were, yeah. and they had to lower the mound after that. That's crazy. Um, I guess from a fantasy perspective, is is any of this enough to impact your strategy when drafting for fantasy baseball? Does does the steals, I mean, is it enough for you to like take a guy that might end up with more steals now because that stolen bases are a bit more likely or is that not really impacting your your strategy? It might change my targets. It might like, for instance, typically in a 15 team mixed league, you needed about 120 stolen bases to finish third in your league. And I like to average, you know, every credit, say if you're playing a categorical league, five by five league, you want to finish third in every category to win your league. Uh, that took about 120 stolen bases. Now it's about 135 or so, uh, mm -hmm. maybe uh, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. But and it's not precise. Obviously, you know, we know, we're talking about uh, projections. We're just are just a range of outcome. Anyhow, um, we, we can't get that sort of precision. But I want to be a little bit more aware that I do need some speed. The thing is, like power is still the one thing I'm worried about. We saw a big drop in power last year. A lot of yeah. that was the baseball. I mean, you guys, Arizona is one of the toughest parks to hit yeah. uh, home yeah. runs, which. People don't realize because when, you know, the, the ballpark first came out, it was Coors Jr. Uh, right. And then they brought it in the humidor and everything changed. Yes. And it's now yeah. a tougher place to hit home runs. Yeah. 
and and that's wild too because i still remember when they brought it in they they wanted us as journalists to not even acknowledge the humidor's existence right and i think right the the funny part about that is it it has had a huge impact on playing at chase yeah. field so i mean it's something that you can't not acknowledge its existence but um you know it it is something that we've seen uh happen like you said it we've seen the 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 hitter friendly confines of chase field kind of change uh and and they've tried different combinations too, especially now with the roof being uh, inoperable to open during the game while fans are in there. They try to have like the panels in the outfield at least open to maybe get some air in there or some wind or something. But uh, it's definitely a, a big airplane hanger still, and nothing's changed when it comes to that. Uh, I did want to ask you this though: you obviously have been doing this for a long time. You're one of the co-founders of RotoWire. Jesse and I were going over the website, and there is just an incredible abundance of of information uh including almost up-to-date hourly weather reports for games and everything <laughs> like that like you guys have everything covered over there and i just i like how how has it changed for you from your time starting this website to now like you said with so much uh an abundance of information available to you it feels like things uh, like it's a completely different game from possibly when you guys started oh, this sure. website and it's so many different ways to play the game now, too. Yeah, it was right. before, it was just, okay, we had our auction league, we had our AO league, our NO only league, sometimes a mixed league. The national contest didn't exist. DFS didn't exist. We couldn't bet on sports. I mean, now all right. that, there's there's so many different ways to parse it. And it's not just baseball, it's football, basketball, hockey, golf, cricket, believe it or not. We <laughs> yeah. have, you know, it's a worldwide <laughs> it's like it's NASCAR and all that in there. It's oh, yeah. Wild. If you I can play a fantasy game of it, we'll cover it. We, there's yeah. three of us that started it, and now we have over 50 full time employees. We have wow. a number like 100 to 200 part timers, depending on what time of season it is and all that. Um, awesome. And it's great. I mean, it's great. I was able to kind of cobble together a living after doing what I love. I was studying for the bar exam, actually, when we launched the company. And uh, so I, I like to joke I'm a recovering attorney. I, I've never practiced full time. I love it. I love Jeff, it. last thing for me, uh, other than Corbin Carroll, we all know about Corbin Carroll. Who are the the fantasy baseball darlings of the Arizona Diamondbacks, would you say? Well, I, I, obviously, Zach Gallen, after the year he had last year, he stayed healthy sure. finally, cut down his walk rate. Got a little lucky on balls and play, but that's guess what? When you have a, you know vacuums in the outfield, that helps uh, a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that helps. Uh, Christian Walker had an amazing second half. Can he keep that going? Uh, I, I'm curious to see what Josh Rojas, how much playing time he gets now that they have Evan Longoria at third base. Shortstop is something they need to still kind of fix. Uh, I think Nick Ahmed's a great defender, but uh, you know he doesn't get it done at the plate. And of yeah. course, they had the big big trade uh, over the offseason there and. You know, I'm a big fan of Gabriel Moreno. I think he's going to be a guy that can hit someday, but it hurt probably to, to trade away, uh, you know, one of the best bats in that lineup. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. But I, there's a lot of lot of excitement there. You know, Jordan Lawler's coming up someday to play fill that shortstop gap. We'll see in, in Dynasty Leagues. He's the next guy that people are kind of focusing on is the next guy that's coming up, too. So lots of fun young players on that team. We'll see if they can fill out those pitching spots uh, when those young guys are ready to go. Wanted to get your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic. Obviously, with it going on, this is uh, a fun, very fun time of the year for baseball. But uh, what what are your thoughts on what it does for for the game and and just kind of increasing people's interest in the sport, especially going on during this time of the year when it's spring training and right. the players have a lot going on. But it, it feels like kind of a fun way to kick off the season. You know, I love the World Baseball Classic. There's no good time to host it. That's the real problem. That's because exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what we were just discussing is when when would it when would be a good time for it? 
I mean, the middle of the summer, but the baseball doesn't want to stop their schedule. And, you know, right, all yeah. the players that aren't playing that that's going to affect those guys, too. Uh, but, you know, that would be ideal because you can't do it after the season. There's so many accumulated injuries. You don't want all that workload. I mean, I come out to your guys' neck of the woods for the Arizona Fall League every year. And the big problem then is always getting pitching prospects. Uh, yeah. yeah. No one wants to expose their best pitchers. Yeah. Same thing kind of holds true at the WBC. Look at the uh, Team USA and the starting pitchers that are on that team. Solid yeah. pitchers. Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis. They're not. They're, they're not like studs, like the lineups, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's the one thing that's a problem. Plus, it's such a crowded sports calendar for the viewer. I mean, right, look at today. Right now right. we had conference tournament games. We had the TPC. We have spring training. We have all sorts of good stuff. Plus the regular season in NHL and NBA. There's it's a very crowded calendar yeah. Yeah. trying to get that attention, get capture, everything, you know, the casual viewer. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I think that's the thing is my friends that are baseball fans, they couldn't wait for this to start, but I don't have a lot of those and the other you know my other friends they just they, they're not extremely interested in it because right now they're totally locked into what the suns have going on and other things here in the right. valley so you're and they don't even know right about on. it in many cases too. That's, you yeah, get a blank yeah. stare like what yeah <laughs> we've been we've been trying our best to be like it's like a damn all-star game but there's like 10 all-star teams instead of two you got to check it out you know <laughs> Not to mention the fun stories like the Czech Republic team that's comprised of like teachers and plumbers and attorneys, former attorney yourself. <laughs> right. right? Uh, so, but uh, hey, man, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for stopping by. And we look forward to chatting with you more uh, as, as time goes on. We we love talking about fantasy baseball. And of course, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this Arizona Diamondbacks team comes along. Uh, considering I feel like the uh, my perspective as a fantasy player would be I'd still want to wait to see what these guys uh, are going to do or if they're going to be able to do it consistently. But like you said, it might be too late by that point. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, guys. This is a blast. Hey, man, thank you so much. Thanks, Jack. Right, take care. Um, and by the way, our our friend Jeff has given all of our listeners for a limited time. Uh, they are offering a two-day trial to our listeners over at Rotowire. So just go to rotowire.com slash phnx to register. There's no commitments. Uh, they are so confident that you're going to love their abundance of information that they have over there uh, that you will want to invest in a subscription plan. They don't even ask you for a credit card up front. So just take a peek behind the paywall. Check out all of the information. Line. Jesse and I couldn't believe the amount of information that they had available. It's pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, their website has like like 27 tabs at the top, I'm pretty sure. And like all of them have so much information. I think the uh, big, I, I think, and honestly, like, yeah, this goes for fantasy sports, of course, daily fantasy sports, all of that. But even maybe for, uh, if you need assistance with your gambling predictions, because I'll tell oh, you, absolutely, the amount of information they have, it really does change uh, the amount of information you have available to you in order to make a wise and educated decision on any baseball game or any fantasy situation. So make sure to check out their website again that's rotowire.com slash phnx to register no commitments at all and when the trial is done you can decide if ro if a rotowire package is right for you uh we thank you guys for being here today in the phnx sports youtube channel we always thank you for being here if you haven't done so already make sure to subscribe to the channel uh sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live leave us a thumbs up it's it, it's my favorite i always say it's jesse's favorite thing but i'm just projecting it's just me saying uh, it's my favorite thing when really, or Jesse's favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. I love instant gratification. Uh, I know you guys do too, but uh, also make sure if you're subscribing to us here, you're also subscribing to us on your favorite audio podcast. Uh, leave us a review. That way we know uh, how you like the show. And maybe you'll stop if you haven't done so already. Grab yourself a PHNX Die Hard membership. You can get it over at gophnx.com and we'll give you access to a wonderful uh, array of benefits. 
get a hat like this hat that I'm wearing or a shirt from the phnxlocker.com for absolutely free. Uh, and then you'll get 20% off all future purchases at the phnxlocker.com. We have amazing shirts. We have a bunch of sun shirts. We have all sorts of great stuff. So make sure to check out Slim Valley Reaper, Midrange Assassins, all that stuff we have over at the phnxlocker.com. Also, uh, you get members-only merchandise, members-only access uh, to discounts with our partners, member-only events, uh, and, and the members-only Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You also get access to Jesse's Full Count newsletter, as well as the newsletters from Gerald, Howard, and uh, Craig Morgan. I don't know if you've heard of that guy, but uh, he's a, a pill. Have. He's a pill. Uh, well, make sure to sign up for that. And like I said, those of you that have already done so, we thank you guys so much for doing so. You guys are the best. Uh, we have some updates from Salt River Fields. Actually, we don't because there was no game today. There was nothing today. It was a day off for the Arizona Diamondbacks. A well-deserved. It was weird. Yeah. It was Justin weird didn't know what, what to do with himself. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's. He doesn't spring, like it. Spring training yeah. is, is nonstop, right? I mean, some, some days you have two games instead of one. And yeah, going back to mid-February, I'm just used to being at Salt River Fields like basically every day. Yeah. And today, yeah. today they told me that if I showed up, there wouldn't there wouldn't be. They actually had to there. tell him no media allowed is what they had to tell him, <laughs> which I think you can understand. You guys are smart people. You can put it together why they had to say that. They actually had to put a picture of Jesse up at the front gate to make sure don't let this man in. It was kind of <laughs> absurd. Um, but. Uh, while Jesse was sleeping and resting and getting ready to go over to Salt River Field to get kicked out, I was awake watching World Baseball Classic games at like five o'clock in the morning. Uh, is that when? Is that when it was? That's when they were that occurring. Was, that yes. was uh, Japan, yeah. China, Japan and Japan China, China as well as Italy versus Cuba, and they were opposite style games i would say the italy versus cuba game was incredible uh very close went to 10 innings and actually had a little connection to the arizona diamondbacks in fact our very own dominic fletcher had what you could consider to be the go-ahead game winning run uh or, or game winning double uh that scored an rbi and put italy ahead for good in the 10th inning uh, they still play by old school baseball rules which means no pitch clock uh, this game lasted three hours and 46 minutes, I believe. Is that correct? I, I believe so. Yeah, way yeah. too long. I don't like it. I, I heard that, and I was like, nope, we don't do that anymore the, here. The best argument for the pitch clock really is watching some of these WBC <laughs> games go to almost four hours. That's it's right. like, yeah, this is That's this right. is what baseball was like <laughs> yep. not that long ago. Yeah, but it was a close game. Uh, it was tied at two after nine. It went to extra innings, and uh, not only did Dominic Fletcher get in on the win, but so did his brother, who plays for the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, but the Dominic and David Fletcher, David both, and Dominic, both starring in the lineup for Team Italy. Uh, David Fletcher was hitting sixth in the lineup. Dominic was hitting fourth, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Dominic Fletcher, you know, certainly a respectable prospect. I wouldn't say that his power has ever been his calling card necessarily. <laughs> no, that's very uh, true. You, but you know. <laughs> he, that clean up nonetheless uh and mitchell stumpo uh finished this game for team hey, italy and there we go ultimately sealed a 6-3 victory over team cuba so it was it nice. was a very fun very fun baseball game nice. all the way around uh and again we have your reasons if you check out our youtube channel we'll have a video up about all the reasons why you should wa watch the world baseball classic but uh there is no greater reason than the way that lars newt bars pepper grinder celebration has completely taken over the world. It is all over the place. I love it. Uh, Lars Newbar and Shohei Otani absolutely dominated today in uh, today's game uh, versus China and Japan. Japan wins 8-1. to one. Uh, Newt Bar went 2-4 for four with uh, two runs scored and two walks. Otani 
as the DH and pitcher, by the way, uh, he went two for four himself with two RBI, two walks, and uh, he also pitched pretty damn well as well, Jesse, uh, going four innings. No runs. No runs one scored. Hit, five one strikeouts. Hit. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn good. It's not uh, bad. I watched this game, and I couldn't help but think we vastly underestimated Team Japan. Team Japan's pretty good, man. I mean, there's a reason I, w- I was looking at the odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app earlier. Team Japan is right up there with Team USA and and the Dominican Republic as far as who's going to win this whole thing. Uh, Team China, not so much. I believe they were plus fifty thousand, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the level of competition wasn't necessarily equal <laughs> in that Japan China game today. But uh, but yeah, I mean Shohei Otani did you know Shohei Otani things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team China had. 16 walks i believe in this game so uh J- team japan just kind of had to you know stand up there and and uh walk themselves around the bases in order to score all those runs but uh an eight to one victory certainly not unexpected but still a lot of fun to see shohei otani shine in that moment it's just the fact that this guy does it all and honestly like jeff was saying earlier right team usa's big problem is it's not to say they don't have solid pitchers you know, playing for them, but they definitely don't have that marquee name. And Shohei yeah. Otani is absolutely that. And he delivered. And honestly, I don't know how often he's going to pitch or how long he's going to go in these games, but I feel like Otani has a great chance to potentially be the MVP of this entire tournament. If, if I mean, if Team Japan wins, I mean, well, how it, can you it doubt it? To be, but I mean, yeah. he's, he's probably going to DH. He's probably going to play every game, right? I mean, I can't imagine would you wouldn't so. have him be a part of the lineup. I, I'm sure he'll have days off just due to the fact that they can't they can't really run some of these MLB players ragged when they still have a 162 game season ahead That's of them, fair. right? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you're necessarily playing a game every day. So, no. so I think, but well, it's the and at least in the case here in the United States, some of these teams are playing two games in one day, as far as uh, the time frame goes here. Even though that's not actually what's happening, it's one day over there, and then it's ah. the next day. <laughs> but like, there's there's teams that are playing at like six o'clock in the morning, uh, our time, and then they're also playing at like ten o'clock our time. Right? It's a long, like, it's a long day. At it's the a office, long day man. at the office. <laughs> uh, I guess they get to sleep in between. They have that whole nighttime thing there that happens go. over there. Um, but again, there's just a lot of excitement around this tournament and a lot of excitement here in Phoenix, considering this is one of the few places that you get to go watch this tournament live. And it's uh, so it's it's fairly big. I mean, we t- Team Mexico versus Team USA is sold out and you're not going to see that that building filled like that any other time. Uh, until don't we you, get, don't you say that, Derek? I, I was, I was until, just until we get closer to the end of the season, and we're almost in the playoffs. The end of the season, and then when we're in the playoffs, so, that's what I so was going to say. You don't think they're going to sell out the home opener against the Dodgers? I don't know. I'm yeah, not saying we not. won't because people love that, right? People love the beginning of the season. Uh, Last just, year, I don't recall them getting. I think it was thirty-five thousand. Maybe it was about three quarters. I was full. on the street getting kissed by a stranger, so I wouldn't know those numbers. That was after the game. Yeah, right? but that's where I was for the most of the game too. Like oh. we were brought. You remember you were in a small circle at the I bottom was of the screen. We kept you in the cage the whole yes. time. But uh, <laughs> go watch the World Baseball Classic. We give you more reasons on our video on YouTube. But of course, we just want to remind you now that this is the next two weeks is going to be a blast and uh we know there's a lot going on i mean jeff hit the nail on the head with that it's not an ideal time of the year yeah. to have it there's there's just all sorts of things 
that cause people to kind of miss out on this tournament. So how check do you it feel out. about this uh, Lars Newtbar pepper grinder thing? I love you it. You like it? It's like taken it? the. I love it. I loved it in St. Louis. I love it now. I love the fact that every time people experience it, it kind of catches on and catches fire, right? Well, it certainly appears to have caught on with some of the Japanese media. Yes, yes, and, it and, has. And some it, of the Little League teams uh, inside well, of Japan. <laughs> let's just talk about Lars Dubar in general because uh, much like our very own Alec Thomas that we had on the show yesterday, uh, Lars is doing this uh, in honor of his mother who's Japanese. He's also doing it uh, – he's also joining a team where he does not speak the language at all. So there was a wonderful video where they showed the Japanese manager speaking to the team in Japanese and then the camera pans over to Lars and I believe he <laughs> says I have no idea what he said, <laughs> which is just amazing, right? So I mean, uh, does, it, does that mean Alec Thomas needs an interpreter? Well, to here's play for the thing. Team Mexico? I uh, Alec how, the, how the how the turntables how right? the turntables I think <laughs> Alex Thomas if I'm being honest probably speaks more Spanish than he lets on at least he understands it if you grew up like I, I did in a household where your parents spoke Spanish you learn to pick up on certain key words see my parents I don't know if we Rican. know that about Alex Thomas I don't know that though. I don't know if they spoke Spanish there like my, I my don't think so my parents spoke Spanish in my household right so it's like even though they didn't deliberately teach me Spanish mm. because if they did, then they couldn't use it as a secret language to talk right in front of me. Right. But like I would hear them say a bunch of words in Spanish and then I would hear like Derek and then I would hear like uh, Pero Esto eh, Bike. And then I'd be like, oh, no, what did I do? What? I'm not. I went somewhere on my bike or I'm in trouble. Right. You pick out keywords. You learn how to how to uh, interpret as best as you can. But uh, anyway, best of luck to all the players playing on teams where they do not speak the language of their manager or their fellow uh, teammates. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Tom. Thomas did say, though, that there were a few guys like that on the team. So, yeah, I don't think he's alone. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure he's. And not. I'm sure that's kind of a thing on pretty much all. Of these <laughs> yeah, teams. for like, sure. <laughs> they all have their few players who don't speak the language yeah. and are just kind of confused. Yeah. In well, hey, you know, <laughs> luckily, they'll probably have people to help him out. And those are the true MVPs, the ones who take the time to just help translate or there help out go. their teammates in any way that they can. But. Uh, of course, we need you guys to help out Jesse in any way you can, because as you know, he's furnishing his townhouse. That's what he's calling it these days. Uh, and he allegedly, allegedly, allegedly I don't even know. I haven't seen this fucking townhouse, so I don't even know if it exists. <laughs> but uh, if you have any ideas on how he can furnish his townhouse or make it look more adorable, make sure to tweet him and make sure to send him pictures from morefurniture.com. Yeah, like be like, you know, I know his parents are doing this. I know people like just do little screenshots and send it to him. Be like, I think this would look lovely in your foyer, you know, that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> so make sure to give Jesse all the help he can get uh, and grab yourself some furniture while you're at it. Go to morefurniture.com. Sign up uh, to get their white glove delivery service if you're having your furniture delivered. That way you don't have to move it yourself. They'll put it wherever it goes. Save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Big shout out to our friends from Four Peaks who are always keeping me hydrated here on the show. Uh, you should check out their wonderful variety of beers wherever you get your beers. They're a local company. It's fun to support local companies, but more importantly, it's fun to drink beer and watch baseball games. Uh, so grab uh, Four Peaks while you're watching the World Baseball Classic. Uh, check out the Four Peaks calendar over at fourpeaks.com events. 
for all your beer week entertainment and grab your tickets for four weeks amazing spring beer dinner at fourpeaks.com slash events. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. A six-course meal, uh, all sorts of delicious food paired with all sorts of delicious beers. Uh, and more than that, you also have, if you're here for spring training, their, uh, their brewery tours that you can take. They got their spring training tours all throughout March, so make sure to take them up on that. Like I've been telling you guys, there's ghosts. So, I mean, what more do you need to know other than there's ghosts? you got to stick around. you got to go to the tour. you got to see the ghosts. Uh, and maybe you can offer the ghosts some OGs. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how ghosts feel about that. People are set in their ways. They're antiquated. They don't understand that edibles are something that's widely accepted, especially ghosts. I mean, these ghosts could be from the 1800. Um, they're going to be like Jesse. We, we talked today about sticking in OGs and Jesse's sandwich, but we're going to do that at the right time. <laughs> Um, it's official. Though. I'm utterly terrified. He's, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't ever feel comfortable in this office now. Period. But uh, OGs now has their new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies. They're alive and they're on the shelves. Uh, we only we don't even know if he would notice if we slipped him one of those because it's all about a happy balance between CBD and THC. It allows you to enjoy some of the effects of THC without all of the like uh, I guess euphoric feeling that people might feel from taking edibles. So make sure to check them out. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 years or over to enjoy. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys this. We 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 love the Amarillo Sod Poodles. We love the Hillsborough Hops. And we love, uh, of course, the Reno Aces. Maybe uh, maybe too much. Maybe we love the Reno Aces too much. But we, we try not to like say we love one of these teams more than uh, the others, right? We like... Uh, you know, because obviously, it's like, you know, it's like picking your favorite it's child, like picking right? your like favorite you child, you can't do that. Triple A, double A, like, yeah, it would be easy to rank them on importance. Obviously, Reno would be the favorite, right? It's the oldest child. Uh, it's the one that has the most responsibilities. We make him mow the lawn, but we pay him $20 a week to do it. You get that kind of thing. But Jesse, I can't lie. Much like a child that draws something really good or maybe is better than their siblings at something. Mm. The Amarillo sod poodles might have stolen my heart. Uh, because they, they introduced themselves. yesterday quite possibly the greatest alternate minor league team name in the history of minor league baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow us to introduce you to the calf fries. You're going to have to explain to people what, I what am, this is. I am absolutely <laughs> going to explain. Do you guys know what calf fries are? What are calf fries, you ask? Do you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? <laughs> It's fried bulls balls, ladies and gentlemen. It's fried bulls balls. And now that I've told you that calf fries are fried bulls balls, uh, bulls testicles to be a little bit more PC, I guess. But you get what I'm saying. Bulls balls. Um, the bulls balls is so much fun to say. Uh, <laughs> that Now that I've told you that, this, this primary logo from the calf fries is going to make a little bit more sense. Look at that guy. It's, it's look awful. at that guy. It's terrible. What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> is that is is that? Oh man! I think when I think when our friends Stefan and Chris Carey showed us this, I believe I said it looks like his rear end is in the oil, and Chris said, "Think again. What other part do you see here <laughs> in the oil?" And that would lead you to understand why the cow is so upset in this next image. This is their other primary logo, folks. I swear to God, I did not Photoshop this. <laughs> I did not make this. This is not a Derek Montia original. This is, in fact, an actual Major League Baseball logo. Now, 
minor league baseball. Minor league. Though, Did I say professional? Did I say major league? I didn't mean to say, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm wishing. I'm trying to get. Do you it think there. major league baseball could bring something like this? Absolutely not. I don't Absolutely think so. Not. No, I think it's something because a minor league team gets away with. Minor, I don't think a major league team. Does. Minor league teams get away with this, but I don't even feel like you. This, I don't even feel like this is the next step. I don't feel like like I feel like the calf fries ran because teams like the tacos and the and the iron pigs as the bacon's walked right. Like mm. you first had to get teams alternating their name to something weird, and then you had to get people to accept that, like we do with the Fresno tacos. And and the Leahy Iron Pig slash the Leahy uh, Bacon or whatever they it's call it. It's a little weird. They're so fighting it, bacon at times. They have all sorts of different names. So it's like an alternate team name. It's like an alternate team name. We're going to get this six teams or six games per year. Uh, or six for, games per year. For this so season. So they're still the Amarillo Sod They are Poodles. still the Amarillo Sod Poodles. They're the not permanently changing their name. This is just six wonderful games per year. We are going to be the Calf Fries. Can we put the one up again that we were just showing, Damon? Because... Like, really, like what is going on here? Just to explain it, just to put it into words is you've taken this cow's balls and fried them. And that is the exact expression that a cow would have after that situation. Uh, do you know, just do you know this from, from oh, experience? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the same way the cows look at you when you tip them over. They're just they're angry and they don't <laughs> like that you did it. Um, but I don't know. I could be wrong about this. This one might be the most egregious logo, but I think that their alternate logo is quite possibly the most egregious. So that is a oh, frying man. pan with actual calf fries frying away in the pan, making the CF logo uh, for the calf fries in a Texas shaped frying pan. Yeah. That <laughs> I just, I love this so goddamn much. I can't even put it into words how much I love this. I want every piece of merchandise, Jesse. I want every hat. I want every is, T-shirt. Is this like a I little bit fucking overly, jersey? It's not overly graphic in any in any sense. Like I, I mean, <laughs> that F that F is very questionable. If you reposition that F in a different <laughs> angle, I don't fucking know about that F, bro. But um, I don't know. I'm fine with this. I am. I didn't even notice that. This. I didn't even notice that they made the letter C and F at, <laughs> at the beginning. Just, oh come on! It's calf fries. It's, it's right there in front of you. Makes oh, sense. You here's the thing: the the rules, the everything, everything we've experienced baseball, like baseball needs an injection of all of this, right? Like it needs, it needs, I didn't even mean to say injection. <laughs> uh, anyway, but oh, it needs golly. this. It needs, it needs fun. It needs silliness. Like people of all sure. the sports, I feel like baseball is the one that people take far too seriously, whether it's logos, jerseys, the rules, everything. Like it just needs to be a game again and it needs to be a bit more fun. And That's I think fair. that we're heading in that right direction with all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the fact that it's that it's minor league baseball, right? And and minor league baseball has been cut down significantly in recent years. There's a lot of teams that, that did exist that no longer exist, unfortunately. Right. But teams still have a lot of minor league teams, right? Like the Diamondbacks have the Reno Aces, the Amarillo Sod Poodles slash now sort of calf fries. Um, the Hillsboro Hops, the Visalia Rawhide, right? And then they have all their, their rookie league teams as well. So that's a lot of different teams. And it's Correct. a lot of different brands that every single organization has to maintain. And you want to have some fun with it. Like you don't want to have 
five super generic yeah. team names yeah. and logos and stuff, right? And I think that's something that people have always enjoyed about minor league baseball is how absurd. I mean, the Sod Poodles was already pretty good, right? Oh, man. Like, that was I, already pretty people fun. People love that name. They love the logo. They love everything oh, about yeah. it. And I think this just adds to it. I think that they're doing a great job in Amarillo of, of marketing this team, right? And we've heard a lot of things about minor league teams and especially the way that they – the, the the city that they're in embraces it. You know, we think of them as being just whatever, like a, a place for young players to develop or for players that are rehabbing to go play baseball for a little while. But these these franchises, they mean a lot to the cities they are in. And I think that's being demonstrated by uh, the other piece of information we have, which is the Hillsboro Hops are building a new stadium that is expected to be ready for the 2025 season. We have a picture of that stadium, and it looks mm. pretty damn beautiful, Jesse. Uh, yeah, looks a bit like a look, looks looks a bit like Salt River Fields a little bit. I got, yeah, I a little mean, bit, just a little bit. But I think more than anything, the Hillsboro Hops again. They are a team. Um, I, I I believe they're high A. They are now high A. And they, they have they have been a team. When you talk about the way that they have marketed their team, the team name, the way that uh, fans embrace the team. Like when I am wearing my hops hat, I get more compliments on that bad boy than anything. Most people actually like most people that talk to me about it know who the hops are. But then there's that occasional person who's just like, hey, I don't know what your hat is, but that fucking hat is awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's a cool hat. It's a cool logo. It's a cool idea. And I mean, obviously, you know, it's. It's kind of like a smart, classy way to call your team like the beers. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows beer and baseball go together hand in hand. God damn it. That's right. That's why I do this on every episode. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just a really clever way to make your team. You know, their mascots, Barley. There's just a lot about the way that that uh, that particular city has embraced the Hillsboro Ops. And honestly, like baseball has embraced Hillsboro Ops. Like so many people know that team exists and and they're very they're they're not you know, a triple A team. They're not a team that, you know, usually gets a lot of talk about what they're doing or how they're performing, but it's mostly the marketing and the great job that they've done of building that thing that they're building in, in, in Oregon. Yeah. It's, it's very, so like geographically, I looked this up, Ron Tonkin field, which is where the Hillsboro hops currently play and have played for their entire existence, I believe is, is like directly adjacent to where this new facility is being built. So they're not getting rid of Ron Tonkin field. Um, I did hear that apparently the hops were originally planning to renovate Ron Tonkin Field, uh, try to modernize it a little bit, try to um, increase the level of the facility a little bit, given that they were uh, formerly a low A team. Now they're a high A team. So I guess there's some increased expectations, some increased requirements that come along with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but they ultimately decided it was more cost effective to just build a new thing. So Ron Tonkin Field still exists. It will be operated by the city of Hillsborough. And then we now have this this new facility that is also uh, that is also being built. And uh, yeah, it looks it looks very nice. And uh, we are excited for our friends down in Hillsboro that will get to enjoy it here within a couple of years. And they also had a pretty I mean, we've talked about this with like the Coyotes new stadium and potentially the Arizona Diamondbacks moving. But the funding for this project per the uh, Hillsboro Hops press release will be paid for predominantly through private financing secured by the hops with a smaller portion of the funding coming from the city through the transient lodging tax, which uh, puts a tax on like hotels and other facilities that right. people coming into town, uh, especially with like people do travel to go watch the hops. I have a friend that lives in Idaho that actually goes to watch the hops. So like there are uh, there 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 is, you know, the the idea here that this renovated or this new stadium 
which looks beautiful, will bring in people and, and you know, that will help pay for the stadium, you know, in itself. It makes a lot yeah. of sense and it doesn't tax the people of the city that might not, you know, be into baseball or whatever. And I yeah. mean, the way that they're creatively funding some of these stadiums makes me feel uh, very positive about the possibility of that happening, even though I'm still, I still don't know what I want for the Diamondbacks. I still don't know if I want a new stadium yeah, or what. Yeah, man. I mean, this We're is... very close to this current one, so I don't know about having to drive far to that's, go to the other that's one. That's fair. Although, if they put it in Scottsdale, that'd be pretty great for me. Oh, God. He's so selfish. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it is, it's an interesting little comparison, right? The way that they're, that they're funding this project in Hillsborough, it seems like it's it's mostly private funding, but there is a tax being put in place to help pay for it as well. Um, could something like that happen in Arizona for the Diamondbacks to fund their next ballpark? I don't think you're going to build a new major league ballpark for 120 million, which is the estimated uh, upper bound of what this will ultimately cost in Hillsborough. It's probably going to be about uh 10 times that maybe uh you're looking at more like a billion dollars than 120 million um but there's a lot of a lot of other uh, revenue drivers that come along with that and that's a big thing for this project in Hillsborough too is this won't just be where the hops play they're going to have all sorts of concerts and all sorts of community gatherings and whatnot uh, at the facility as well Ryan says in Scottsdale and we post game at the PHNX bar in the area I like I, I kind of like there that. We go. I kind of like go. that uh, should look up how Bu Todd Cowden says. Look, should look up how Bush Stadium got its name. I'm not talking about stadiums being named after beers. I'm just talking about a, an entire organization and franchise being named after an ingredient in a beer. But uh, <laughs> I'm all for the beers being a name as well. By the way, but uh, I'm also all for a lot of things, including uh, more of Lars New Bar's Pepper Grinder celebration. <laughs> so uh, for my DraftKings pick of the week, I am sticking with Team Japan as they take on South Korea. And I am taking them uh, to cover the spread, uh, even though that looks like a pretty safe bet, according to <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. I was going to say, I think, yeah, I think you're pretty safe there. Minus uh, one and a half or minus 190 value. I am also, Jesse, going to take another bet. And this is one you're going to be a fan of. Ooh. I'm taking the Czech Republic over China. Oh, let's go. And I'm taking the run line of uh, run, one and a half. So I'm taking that the <laughs> Czech Republic is going to win by two. Those carpenters, those attorneys, those fucking blacksmiths, they're going to get out there. They're going to do work. And I can't wait to watch the Czech Republic. I'm team. pretty sure the Czech Republic, I want to say they're plus 40,000 to win the whole thing on draft on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Whereas I think China was plus I don't know 000. if I'm taking that. I don't know if I'm taking you're not, that. You're not taking them plus 40,000? <laughs> Imagine how much money you could win, though, Derek. Right now, oh, <laughs> Ryan says WC bet on pitch counts. No, don't even get started on pitch counts. But right now, yeah, right now it's a pretty close race between the Dominican Republic, USA, and Japan. Yeah. Dominican Republic is the favorite at plus 225. USA right behind them at plus 250. And then Japan at plus 260. So they're all pretty dang close. They're all pretty damn close and they're all pretty damn good teams. So make sure to, hey, again, how do you want to make your sports better? Do it through the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet on the World Baseball Classic. Again, you have a horse in the race. That way you, you, you're more excited about it. And you can also drop some MLB future bets while you're on there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook with code phnx minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and also we don't know what's going to happen the day of we know that team usa versus team mexico at chase field sold out jesse checked 
some of those other games are getting pretty close as well, right? Yeah. Uh, USA versus Great Britain was pretty yeah that one i think all of the lower level seats i think you, you can get an upper deck third level seat for that game i don't know if you can get much of anything else at this point point. and then jesse just bashed canada as a country for like 20 minutes after that because <laughs> that game still has lots of tickets available he was like who wants to see canada and all this other garbage i but, don't know how close that game will be yeah. I'll, I'll just i'll just say although to be fair i don't know how close the the Team USA Great Britain game will be either. He, and he did so. this all within earshot of Leah, by the way, who's Canadian. And <laughs> unknowingly. He, he, unknowingly. He says unknowingly, but do you believe that? <laughs> I don't. Here's the thing. You can grab those tickets. You can get them on sale at GameTime.co. And more importantly, for that sold-out game the day of, again, just like the Super Bowl, who knows what, what might happen. But drop in there the day of if you're interested in going on that game. See if there's some tickets available. You might just find some things available, and you might just save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And, of course, we thank you guys so much uh, for being here. Uh, we thank you guys so much for being here in the chat. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff Shout Erickson. out to Jeff, man. I'll tell you, great. check out that Roto-Wire website if you are interested in every piece of information you could possibly want about uh, any sporting event. He's so. pretty clearly an encyclopedia of, I mean, what what really amazes me is it's not just baseball. Like, the man knows everything yeah. about every sport. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> not really sure how yeah. one person can fit all that information and, into his brain. Me but... and this guy have to confer on the Suns information to just be rounded out and and, understand, and then forget the Cardinals and all the other teams. We can yeah. barely keep up. But we also have the <laughs> longest season, so I think we have an excuse. Uh, Jeff, no excuses for Jeff. That man is a machine. And of course, make sure to check out that website. Check out all of our partners. We appreciate all of them so much. And we appreciate all of you so much. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we thank you guys so much for your time. As always. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you play fantasy baseball with all of the information.